Welcome to Women Rise, We All Thrive, a Schneider Electrics podcast dedicated to bringing you stories of how women rise in a historically male-dominated industry. At Schneider Electric, we believe that both men and women are critical to achieving gender equality and promoting women's empowerment. We commit to act as an agent of change and build a better world where gender diversity, equality, and inclusion are real. In this podcast series, you will hear real stories of our colleagues across the globe, both female and male, on how they commit to being part of the solution and driving changes from the inside out. Hello, everyone. My name is Yajun Chidi for short. I'm currently leading employer branding and university relations for Schneider Electric East Asia and Japan. I've been a very strong advocate for diversity, equity, and inclusion, and being a certified trainer for workforce gender equality. That's why I'm delighted to be your host for our podcast series, exploring how women in engineer and women in leadership rise in the male-dominated industry, featuring our own employees as Schneider Electric. In the very first episode today, we will try to provide a helicopter view of gender equality progress in the workplace, focusing on female, and then discuss some of the major challenges that are preventing women from rising in their career. With that, I'm also pleased to introduce our guest speaker today, Jun Tan, Vice President, Talent Management and Learning, International Operations at Nader Electrics. Hi Jun, thanks for joining us. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself? Hi Gia, thanks for having me. Hello everyone. As introduced by Gia, I'm the Talent and Learning VP for International Operations, which comprises of five very diverse zones while being based in Singapore. It has been a rich and interesting journey, and I feel truly blessed to be serving in an organization that not only serves a great purpose, but proactively champions diversity, be it in the area of gender, generations, geographies, or the diverse background that we all bring. Over the past 25 years of my HR career, I have worked across diverse sectors in education, consumer electronics, airlines, media, the high-tech industry, and in HR consulting before joining Schneider. I am by nature very competitive and driven, and growing up, I played all kinds of sports that boys would, including football. And I've always believed that whatever a guy can do, I can do as well. So equality was never a question in my mind. Now, over the past years, much has been said and taught about diversity, and there's been progress made. But what remains a true challenge across many arenas is true inclusion. So real inclusion of diverse talent, whether it is gender, generations, or the diverse backgrounds and geographies from which we come. So to me, that's a fundamental point that's really important for us to move the needle when we talk about diversity. Thanks for the introduction, Jules. And I really like what you're saying that whatever a boy can do, a girl can also do as well, right? And that's the overarching themes of everything that we are doing under gender equality. Now, to kickstart, let's talk about the progress that we are making achieving gender equality. I think this topic has not really news and might have become a buzzword already, but where exactly are we standing against our ambitions of a more gender-balanced world? Well, that's a great place to start. 
Studies have found that diverse organizations experience a higher level of innovation, performance, and better business results. A global study by McKinsey between 2014 and 2019 found that companies with gender diverse executive teams outperforms their peers by at least 25% in terms of financial results. Now, if you think about it, it makes logical sense. Diversity of our workforce enables us to draw on diverse perspective in solving challenges and offering solutions that are relevant and needed for our customers, stakeholders, and employees. So the business case for diversity is proven. However, when we look at where the world stands today, we have some ways to go. So let's take a look at some facts and figures. One, only 4.9% of Fortune 500 CEOs are females, and 2% of S&P 500 CEOs are females. And these numbers are decreasing globally. Two, no country is on target to meet the UN Sustainable Development Goal number five, which is gender equality by 2030. And third, it will take 257 years to achieve gender parity according to the World Economic Forum. Some really staggering statistics, you might say. Wow, thanks for your sharing, Jun. And I think these are compelling data indeed. Given all the global studies, focus and effort met to bridge the gender gap, I'm just wondering why is it still challenging for more women to accelerate in their career? Great question. The answer may vary, but I believe that there are three main reasons. One, unconscious bias against women. While we are already in the 21st century, gender stereotypes exist, which invariably hinders the career acceleration of women. Hidden bias creeps into hiring, rewards, and promotion decisions. And this limits women's occupational prospects and constrains the opportunities for career advancement. Two, the multiple roles that women are expected to fulfill. Now, while societies may have progressed tremendously, women are still expected to hold multiple roles. Women are usually performing two times the housework and three times the childcare responsibilities as compared to their male counterpart. Three, the fact that women are still holding themselves back due to self-limiting beliefs. In many parts of the world, the long history of being contained by societal and cultural norms result in an invisible mental barrier that women set for themselves. In the professional context, this invisible barrier is holding women from rising to their fullest potential at work. Well, thanks for outlining the three men's challenges. Well, I think the first two are quite common and especially in the male-dominated industry. And um, I have observed some of these myself in my roles in the talent acquisitions organizations. The last point seemed to be a little bit strange for me. Are we saying that women cannot rise in their career because of themselves? Can you tell us a little bit more and give maybe some example on that? Yes, yeah. That's exactly what I said. And while the external challenges may be systemic, they may be easier to solve than the internal challenges. To address internal challenges, we must first of all recognize them, become self-aware, and acknowledge that we need to change. So let me give you a few examples to illustrate. For example, 
the reluctance to claim our own achievements, minimizing them, and then expecting others to spontaneously notice, recognize, and reward us for our contributions. Now, in certain cultures, we may be taught that it is boastful to speak of your achievements and that doing so is a sign of pride. Therefore, we often don't talk about them or minimize ourselves and attribute credits to others instead of acknowledging and affirming ourselves. Now, over time, this can affect our self-image and our confidence. We may also attribute responsibility of recognizing our work to our supervisor, hoping that they will notice and acknowledge our contributions. Now, imagine in the COVID environment that we're in today, where remote and virtual work is the norm. If we do not learn to speak about our work, share about our contributions in an open manner, how will our colleagues and our bosses know? Another common habit we often observe in is overvaluing expertise and putting your job before your career. In the corporate setting, most senior women leaders often struggle with debunking the notion of the imposter syndrome. What does that mean? It means they got the job not based on merit, but because they are gender diverse. So they work very hard to prove that they've earned the position through their abilities and that it's based on merit. Hence the intense focus on perfecting their craft. Women often feel they have to be 120% ready for a role before they would even raise their hand or step forward. The truth is, we will never feel 100% ready for any challenge. And if we do, if we're really 100% ready, what's the fun? Now, that's really insightful. Thanks, June. I know that we have been taking a lot of effort internally as Nader Electric to tackle the external challenges, such as hidden bias training for managers and leaders, the launch of our global family leave policy, or the adoption of flexibilities at work, enabling both females and male colleagues to better manage their unique work and life. Are there anything that we can also do to tackle the internal challenges that you mentioned? Thanks for the question and the recap of our global effort in diversity and inclusion. And yes, we can most certainly influence the change on both sides of the equation, creating the conducive and supportive environment and helping our employees overcome their internal challenges. As I mentioned, the internal challenges are a bit trickier because they are implicit and unconscious. You may not even realize that they are there as they often are rooted in beliefs, resulting in behaviors and habits that will form over time. However, the good news is habits can be changed by forming new ones. How, you may ask? Well, first, you need to recognize these habits and the beliefs upon which they are formed. You need to acknowledge the need to change and then make a personal commitment to want to change and then take concrete actions. Now, this might sound easy, but we all know that change is hard. And we are speaking about changing habits that you form through a lifetime. So let me give you an example. Notice how you usually fold your arms or cross your legs. Now try doing it the opposite way, and you'll know what I mean. 
Well, I, I totally and actually by doing your uh, simple exercise, I think it's actually very challenging to change just a very simple habit that we have, right? Let alone the very implicit and unconscious habit that we are talking about. Do women need to struggle on their own in this journey of change? Are there anything that we can provide to help them with? Over the years, Schneider Electric has raised the awareness through different DEI initiatives and often in partnership with our Women in Schneider Electric Network, which we call the WISE Network. Here, I'd like to share a female mentoring circle initiative, which we started in 2018, based on the bestseller, How Women Rise, by Sally Hilgesen and Marsha Goldsmith, two renowned executive coaches. How Women Rise captures the 12 most common habits that hold women back. We started a group mentoring series, leveraging the themes discussed in this book. Typically, the groups will get together to discuss one to two interrelated habits on a monthly basis. And these groups are facilitated by a more experienced mentor. The mentor can be a female or male colleague. Participants are encouraged to share their personal journey, their experience, in a psychologically safe environment within their circle. These authentic conversations help in unpacking the challenges that they face and providing encouragement and support to one another in their change journey. We also encourage them to hold each other accountable through a buddy system, what we call accountability buddy, who will check in on each other throughout the month. So this can be done through a WhatsApp chat group or pinging each other on a Teams channel. We found this to be very effective. Wow, that sounds like a transformative innovation. So tell us more about Atunes. How has it been progressing so far? When we started this in 2018, we never thought that this would grow into a global program, but it has. As we speak today, every region in Schneider Electric has launched a How Women Rise initiative all the way from Pacific to Africa, to South America, Europe, and China. And in various formats, a testament of our very global approach, meaning we'll adapt the approach to suit the needs and the purpose of our audience. This could be in a mentoring group, as I mentioned earlier. It may be in the form of a workshop of a one-day duration, a half-a-day duration, or across a few days. or it may be a business webinar that we host, and we've also invited Sally to be part of the panel. So I believe that the main reason for this momentum is the relevance of the themes addressed in this very impactful book, the importance in self-awareness and recognizing the habits that hold us back, whether you are female or male, early or in your late career, Overcoming internal barriers is key in unleashing our full potential as individuals. So that's how we can rise. We've received so many testimonials from our employees who have overcome habits such as putting our job before your career, laying claim on your achievement, overvaluing expertise and avoiding the perfectionist trap and overcoming the habit of ruminating. So let me share with you two examples of colleagues who have benefited from this mentoring circle. I shall name the first employee, employee A. She is a subject matter expert in a very specific domain and her team relied on her heavily. 
Now, she wanted to progress, but didn't know how to ask for help and always put the needs of her team before herself. Through this mentoring circle, she realized that she needed to take action and to reach out, to build her network and to leverage that network. And she did so proactively. As she stepped out of her comfort zone and began to actively network with senior members of the community, she very soon secured a promotion and moved to the country of her dreams. So she literally got promoted and found a role in another country, something that she would never imagine doing prior to joining the circle. So the circle basically provided her the encouragement as well as the reminder that she needed to take control of her career and to step forward. Now, I strongly encourage our audience today, if you have not come across the book or the material, have a look. It will greatly benefit you. Very impactful example indeed, June. Thanks for your sharing. What I really like about working at Snyder Electric is that we take diversity, equity, and inclusion really serious, and we have made concrete steps to achieve our ambitions. As of 1st of July 2021, our executive committee has now reached 44% women, meaning we are one of the most diverse C-suits on the CAC40. This is a proud moment for our company, especially when we remember that in 2010, there was only one woman in our executive committees. And I think the, the effort that we've been driving in diversity, equity, and inclusion, also inclusive of how women rise, really play a part in this. With the internal achievement that we have gained for how women rise, I think it's important that we continue the momentum and expand the reach to more female talents not only internally, but also externally as well. And I think the conversation with you today, June, is really an exciting start. So maybe in the next episode, what I suggest is we can feature each of the 12 habits and inviting guest speakers who have had experience overcoming them to share their learnings and insight. So with the hope that by doing so, we will have our audience, whether they are males or females, as they said, some of them might have these habits implicitly and unconsciously in themselves, so as for them to realize and reach a more fulfilling fueling career and life, and hence contributing to a more diverse and balanced world. Thanks Foon for joining us and offering a very profound understanding of the landscape as well as challenges that we are facing. And thanks everyone for listening and don't forget to join the conversation with us by leaving your comments. We would love to hear from you all. content of this podcast is for informational purposes only, should not be undertaken as financial, economic, legal, business, tax, or investment advice. The information, statements, views, and opinions should not be construed as the provision of advice by Schneider Electric or as an offer to buy or sell any products or services or to make or consider any investment or course of action. Unless stated otherwise or with quoted source, the facts provided in this podcast are the speaker's own observations and opinions.